Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Elise. Welcome back to Poodle People, where we talk about all things poodles. Hi, I'm Karen, and I'm your co-host of Poodle People. I've had poodles for over 20 years. My first poodle, Max Lieberman, really changed my life. And all of the dogs that I have now are related to Max. Because of my love for Max Lieberman and Jane Austen, I really changed my life and have become devoted to this breed. And I'm really excited to share more about dogs in general, poodles, of course, and also what I've learned about training and breeding dogs. Hey there, I'm Elise, and I've been a poodle owner for about three and a half years. I have a lovely standard poodle named Winnie. She and I are currently getting our feet wet with dog sports, so we do a little bit of agility here and there. We've started dock diving. She competes in fast cat. We've also been dabbling in just some fun trick training. One of our absolute favorite things to do together is hiking in the beautiful desert landscape we get to call home. I met Karen four years ago when I was looking into getting a poodle as a companion, and she told me that getting a standard poodle would change my life. She was spot on, and we've been friends ever since. Now we're getting together every week to share our experiences with you and talk about what we enjoy about being poodle people. So, welcome back to Poodle People. My name is Elise. I'm here with my lovely friend, Karen, who I affectionately call the Poodle Lady. Um, Karen, what are you going to talk to us about today? So, Elise, I'm glad you asked that. I thought, since the puppies are four weeks old, that we would talk a little bit about how I raise puppies. And of course, although Elisa and I are poodle people, um, we do think that our podcast will be useful for anyone who either raises puppies or is interested in what happens. So it can be really helpful to know what your breeder has done um, so that you have a better understanding of what your dog has been exposed to, what kind of environment it has been raised in, and based on that information, you can kind of tailor or develop and move on from that training, right? Yeah. So I I follow uh, puppy culture, and I actually have the workbook out. And each week I flip through to the next week. It's set up by weeks and I just revisit it. It helps me think about what I'm going to do in that week. And one thing I really do love is um, puppy culture's idea that your puppy should have at least one new experience every day. Yeah. Sometimes mine get two. Um but sometimes they'll repeat. So right now my puppies have moved out of my bedroom. They're in the living room and that was a big step. They've been outside. They've experienced new, um, you know, just new environments. Just being outside is a big deal for them. And each time we go outside, I think they are still exploring Um, and learning new things about being outside, you know, playing with grass and things like that. Well, there's so many good smells and stuff out there too, just things that they don't even have any idea what it's all about yet. It's Absolutely. It's super fun stimulation overload in a good way for them. 
Right, right. And they really, you know, the first time we went out, they were just fascinated by grass. And I do have a couple <laughs> of places where the grass is still tall, where oh. I haven't weed-eated. And they were laying in the grass and playing with it with their paws and kind of chewing on it. So you could see that this was really stimulating and, and exciting for them. That's um, so cute. <laughs> it really is adorable. And they also get... um a lot of strength building without doing anything specific, right? So yeah. in the whelping box, they're kind of contained. But when they go outside, there's a little bit of, you know, I mean, my yard is relatively flat, but there's a little bit of a, a fall off. So a little bit of roll. And they really have to coordinate themselves in a very different way. Um, in figuring out where their proprioception is. Um, so I think watching them put those things together and fall over less is really interesting and fun. Yeah, they figure out they have four-wheel drive and not just two-wheel. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so it's really exciting to see them grow up that way and become more um, confident and, you know, bound across the yard rather than stick close to the adult dogs and me. Yeah. Um, that's really fun. So um, I have a question about how you, how your puppy culture process works. So what is the first thing you do with them? And like, how old are they? Like a day? Or is it immediate? Like, how do you start your process with them? So with Emma, it was different because Emma wanted me with her the day that she whelped. But even later on that day, she did not want me in the room. Gotcha. Um, she was very clear that these were her puppies. She didn't want anyone near us, or near her. And um, Elise, you know this. Um, I have never slept on the couch. Even, <laughs> even the night of 9-11 when I was completely distraught and watching the TV nonstop, yeah. I still went to bed at 4 a.m. But... For my Emma darling, I <laughs> slept on the couch. Um, Anything and for I, the poodles, right? <laughs> yeah. I had to sleep on the couch for a couple of nights. And I would have done it differently. But once it was done, I couldn't change it because that would have been disruptive. Right. Um, so, so what would you have done differently um, in that situation? I would have put her in my front bedroom where she could be completely alone with a closed door. Gotcha. So just like a little den kind of Absolutely. Thing. Gotcha. Um, so when Elizabeth had puppies, Elizabeth was a, a great mother. I mean, like the most amazing mother, but welcomed everyone in. I mean, oh, I was yeah. part of her whelping. I was with her puppies. Um, Emma put up a very clear do not disturb sign, and she meant it. She said, listen, I got to figure this out. Give me like three days. We'll get yeah. it together. We'll reconvene. Got it. it exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. And little by little, she let me start sleeping in the bedroom. Then she let her mother sleep in the bedroom. And now Alfred goes in the whelping box with the puppies. And great Auntie Grace stands there and watches them. Um, <laughs> so it's all been resolved. But I did have to sleep on the couch. Gotcha. Well, that's... That's interesting. I mean, especially with the new mother, like, 
uh, I guess a maiden, like I'm like, you're not going to know exactly how she's yeah. going to react to that. So you just got to be ready for, for anything. You got lucky you with Liz. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, I thought because I whelped Emma that I would, it, it did not occur to me that she would put the barrier up for me. Right. Um, so I was taken by surprise with that. Um, and she's a great mom. I'm, you know, she's watching her kids. They have everything they need. She's nursing really well. Um, but she wanted nothing to do with anyone for a very long time. I didn't let anyone come to the house. And I also, in the first week, um, I make sure my house is quiet and I don't do anything extra. Gotcha. So I almost had someone who was going to do a repair in the house for me. And then he got tied up and he was going to come. He wanted to come the week that she was going to whelp. And I just canceled it because I don't like her to, you know, even though he wouldn't have been anywhere near her, I don't like her to, to feel like other people, strangers are in the house. Yeah minimize the stressors for especially for new moms yep yeah and for elizabeth i did the same thing nothing you know no one was around yeah so back to the original question so it took a couple days for her to feel comfortable with you being in the room long term and kind of checking everybody out so when were you able to start your puppy culture protocol so um really right almost right away Um, in the sense that I was touching them every day and I just kind of ignored her Yeah. at times, you know, you, you have to be the adult in the room. The puppies have to be weighed. You have to check on them. Um, and I did the sensory, um, protocol where you subject them to very mild stimuli with the idea that that strengthens them, um, overall. Yeah. So that consists of, um, like you touch their, the pads of their, uh, paws with a Q-tip and you hold them in specific ways. So kind of tilted down on their back. And I think there's another one. I always have to read the protocol when I'm doing it. Um, you'd think (laughs) I could remember it, but a lot of pieces. It's all right. (laughs) Right. And then you do it six times and you do that every day (laughs) in the beginning Um, So she was used to me handling them, but then I made sure that I went away and gave her time. Um, And I could tell she was ready because she was, um, so the whelping box has a lower spot where the gate is or the door. Yeah. And she was keeping the puppies on the opposite side and had her back to me. So she was kind of wrapping her body around the puppies. Gotcha. So a little bit defensive. Totally defensive. And when she turned around and was just kind of laying there and letting them drink, I knew that she was more relaxed. Gotcha. That's, that's good. Yeah. Body language is important, especially when you're in a higher stress situation like puppies. Right. Right. And it is very normal for the bitch to, to be protective, you know, and it'll be interesting to see what Emma's second litter is like, you know, if she has just, um, if she was just overreactive because it was her first time or if she will continue to be quite protective. Yeah. 
And we don't mind the protectiveness. We just, uh, as long as you're able to get it and get things done, I think a lot of that is probably just maternal instinct kicking yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was fine. She just didn't like it and it made her anxious that I was there. Yeah. And, you know, um, she was definitely anxious about her mother being in there. Um, but to be honest, her mother would have stolen the babies. So I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie loves being a mama. She does. I think it's her favorite activity. (laughs) I think by day five, Emma was like, oh, you'll you'll clean them? Oh, please come in. Please. (laughs) Come on. Come on in. Please help me take care of all these kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you want to help with this? That's fine. Takes a village, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Or so they say. Oh, man. Well, that's really cool. So, okay, so the first little bit you're moving them around you're touching them like their feet and their faces mm-hmm. and just like increasing like human touch and stimuli and stuff like that so what are you at, excuse me at what point are you introducing like well, I guess they have like different smells and stuff kind of all around all the time you know you're coming in and out there's different s- smells on you you have to go to work um right and I did do a little bit of sensory training as well but yeah. I, I forgot to keep that up. Um, yeah. My friend Deborah Stearns had recommended it. And I brought home a wool um, brush that I use on my horse. Oh, yeah. And I brushed him. And it, it's just a wool pad. So it's kind of like the shine. Yeah. Um, and I brought that home and let them smell horse. Um, just so that they were exposed to at least one unusual scent while they were still quite young. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, you have other things going on. You know, you live in a more rural area and you've got all kinds of things coming through your yard. You live next to a bunch of cows. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like there's nothing that's going on. You know what I mean? Right, right. But that's a really um, that's a really cool idea though to bring the brush home from the barn. I didn't think about that, but that's a really good idea. Yeah, that was one of Deborah's and she also uses I think cinnamon or vanilla and some other things that are strong scents. I, I will admit that I had enough going on that I didn't really follow up on that. Fair. Um Life and happens. yeah, and it kind of morphs, you know, like the first couple of days Emma was running the show and all I did was make sure they were safe and weighed them to make sure they were gaining appropriately and did the protocol. Yeah. And then little by little, I made sure that I was touching them and stroking their bodies and talking to them and giving them kisses every day, a couple of times a day. Yeah. And then it kind of morphs into more structured doing things you know like I remember when um, I sent Jane Singleton who is my mentor um, I sent her a picture and she was like oh they have toys so the first week or even 10 days I didn't have toys in there Um, I was just letting Emma take care of them and as soon as they started moving around they started getting soft toys so they could crunch around and, you know, I would squeak them for them and stuff like that. Oh, how fun. Yeah. I mean, the first like week or so, they're 
I mean, there's a reason people call puppies like little potatoes because they don't do much. Right. They're just they, kind of little bumps. They really don't. They're they're eating and growing and they're really pretty still. Um, yeah. But then it starts snowballing and you kind of get caught up in it and all of a sudden a lot is going on. Um, I didn't vacuum my bedroom floor, which is a little bit gross, but <laughs> I went I went for at least 10 days without vacuuming it. Um, but then they had the vacuum in there, so they've been exposed to the vacuum, the coffee grinder. Those are big um, ones, yeah. Yeah, radio, um, TV. Um, you know, I try and do all kinds of things like that. Yeah. Uh, so that they are used to background noise well and having the other dogs and stuff come in and out too is a big like yes it's a big thing um yeah I know like in my personal experience I've had uh dogs growing up that weren't like overly dog friendly and I I'm not saying that like you know having other older dogs in the house as you're like going through the puppy process would necessarily fix that but it doesn't hurt it to have that exposure and kind of grow up with that you know, um, I'm really lucky because all of my dogs are very good with um, small infants. Um, Alfred is in love with him. He's completely entranced and <laughs> stands either looking into the whelping box or in the whelping box. And they seem to love Uncle Alfred and Emma loves Alfred as well. So that has worked out really nicely. That's good. Yeah, that's that's great and it's good exposure for your older dogs too especially alfred um i know he and emma are the same age they're uh i know they're litter mates but he has like a totally different life than emma does right now anyway being in like the show yeah realm show world so yeah probably not a whole bunch of little potatoes crawling around in the ring or at least i hope not no i i think the most exciting day for me was the first day we went outside because you know, you really do start to see their personalities and you start to see them blossoming as little athletes. Yeah. Um, And, you know, learning that they can bounce around and they have little mock fights and, you know, run it after each other and throw each other to the ground. (laughs) As siblings do. I think you and I both know all about that. (laughs) That's that's awesome. Well, and I mean, their confidence is growing by the minute when they're in an environment like that and they're able to kind of figure themselves out and spend time yeah. outside in new environments and with different ages and stuff. That's awesome. I love and that. And the, the physical jumps are huge too. So as that happens, they also are transitioning to more solid food and they um, actually jumped out of their whelping box one night just a two nights ago, I think. Oh dear. And I was, I mean, I was there, I had it open. I, w- I think I was changing one side, so it was kind of expected, but they hadn't done it by themselves. So, you yeah. know, I was kind of waiting for them to do it and I wasn't sure it was going to happen that day. And I looked around and all of a sudden I could see that they were all helping themselves to the big girls. Yeah. Food, which was oh, really man. sweet. Oh, man, I'm sure Emma's about ready for that (laughs) to be Um, a reality. (laughs) Yes, she's feeding less frequently, but she is definitely feeding 
Um, I just came home from being out for a couple of hours and I thought that they would be starving and I mixed up some food for them and they didn't really eat it. So I'm sure that Emma had recently nursed them. Yeah. Um, but she definitely, you know, it's hard on the bitch. Um, there's a lot of weight loss and, uh, loss of condition. Yeah. Um, that's just inevitable so she'll be weaning them I'm sure more and more that's awesome they also have teeth coming in so you know <laughs> it's about time I'm sure let's like yeah. I said I'm sure she's like all right any day now get off yeah yep. <laughs> you're hurting <laughs> yeah oh man that's great I'm glad they're figuring their little lives out and starting I mean to be confident enough to go over something like the little barrier in the welcome box is a big deal for a little little guy or gal like that you know yeah I mean sometimes the little tiny things are huge yeah yeah that's awesome Um, I love that I love hearing about your puppies every time you have a litter it's like catching up with like the latest social media or something like that I don't know I love hearing your updates they're so cute I I wish I could have puppies all the time I love breeding it's so much fun it's so rewarding the puppies are just darling I love all of them in different ways and it's really nice to see personalities emerge and to see if I was right about puppies when they were first born oh yeah Um, I bet I bet that's a fun little puzzle to kind of keep up with day by day week by week they grow so fast and they develop so fast they do and they do change you know um the the little black girl was quiet for a while but my gosh she is like a little bruiser now even though she's like a third of everyone else's (laughs) size so she is turning into a little feisty thing oh man um and my sweetest one is still in my opinion the sweetest one um but they're all just lovely i mean they're 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 puppies you know well, I think it's fun for you too. I mean, you have you have Emma and Alfred from your last litter, and it's probably been a lot of fun for you to have whelped them and then watch their personalities literally blossom throughout their entire lives. Um, it's kind of a fun little science experiment just for yourself. It is really nice. Um, I, I love them, and they are the dogs that I raised, so I think highly of their personalities. I like them a lot. Sure. Um, it's a little bit nicer because Alfred gets to show and he gets to, you know, I hear all the time what a nice dog he is and he really is. Um, He doesn't have his championship yet, but I have no concerns that he isn't just a lovely gentle giant. Um, You know, I've had babies bury their face in his face and he's just a lovely, lovely dog. Um, What a great temperament to have. He really is fantastic. Yeah. Um, So it's really nice to see the bloodline that I started, that I had this idea that, you know, I couldn't let Max Lieberman go. um, And this was the only way that I could kind of continue um, that. And it really is rewarding. And having puppies is a blast. It's not easy, but it's really, really incredible. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I I remember the puppy days fondly and unfondly at the same time. 
<laughs> I think anyone that's ever had a puppy knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I always told people if they weren't cute, nobody would get one. Yeah, <laughs> that's they're, true. Because they're, they're insane. Um, I loved Winnie as a puppy. She was, I think, the cutest thing we've ever seen in our lives. I still think she's pretty damn cute. But uh, yeah, they are. It's a lot of work. Nobody prepares you for how much, and you have six of them at home right now, and they're even smaller. So I, kudos to you for being able to raise them to be the lovely dogs that I know they will be. So that's a lot. I hope so. I I am in the honeymoon phase still because they don't have teeth. Yeah, <laughs> um, they are just starting to to teeth and to want to chew things, but they still are small enough and young enough that they're not really getting around. They're not you know, escaping from the whelping box and causing all kinds of mayhem. That joy is yet to come. Uh, Um, (laughs) I don't know. I won't envy you. My Winnie was very mouthy as a puppy and she still likes to play with her mouth uh, on her hands and arms and stuff. So I don't envy you there at all. Uh, I think that was my least favorite part was the was the mouthiness that all puppies are like that, though. I don't think it matters like what breed you have. I'm sure having like a retriever type breed that like what we have with poodles, I'm sure there's a little bit more, but I think everybody goes through that uh, feeling like a nibbled corn cob phase. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, their teeth are breaking through the skin and they want relief. So it is very natural and they continue chewing for a long time. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, But it really is wonderful. It's my favorite part of having dogs. Yeah. I, uh, I, as a kid, always wanted to get into the breeding showing side. So maybe one day, not now, uh, my house is too small and, uh, I don't quite have the time. So maybe one day, Karen. Yeah. (laughs) I think it would be a really cool project to do. You would be a great breeder. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, cool. Um, well, thank you for sharing your experience as a breeder with a current litter of little cute peanut poodle puppies. We love them. Um, yeah. Thanks. It's yeah. We we will be back next week to talk more about either more puppy stuff or more dog training stuff. Um, so stay tuned. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye-bye. If you're interested in my breeding program or are ready to be added to my waiting list, please visit my website at scotchcornerstandardpoodles.com where you will find all of the relevant information and links. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. And remember, a poodle will change your life. If you're interested in emailing me or Elise, or if you have any questions you want answered on air, email us at poodlepeoplepodcast at gmail.com.